You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. For the cheeseheads who want it fresh, and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Packs of She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein. We've got a fun one this week to talk to you about. Week 7 preview, the 2 and 3 Packers travel to Denver to take on the 1 and 5 Broncos. Perry, the Broncos are really bad. The Broncos are really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right there. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos have the worst defense in the league. I don't know if we really need to um, elaborate further on that since they gave up 70 <laughs> to the Miami Dolphins. Um, but they are the worst defense in the league, even though they have like probably a top three cornerback in Pat Sertain. Justin Simmons coming back is huge. I know that, that that's made a difference for them. He started, you know, the first two games, then was out with an injury, then came back and their their secondary has played better. But yeah, I mean, this is just like a like a really bad defense in every kind of kind of metric. They're 32nd in points against, they're last in the league in passing touchdowns allowed, net yards per passing attempt, rushing yards, rushing yards per attempt, net yards per drive they've actually only given up fewer than 300 yards on defense in one game. And it was against the Raiders week one. Every other game they've played, they've given up at least 300 yards of offense. And it's not like, oh, it's like 305. It's like 388, like 388 yards of offense. So the Packers need to have a big game. And if they don't, I'm genuinely concerned. Yeah. I was going to say, we call the Raiders a litmus test. They failed. Um, not pass the test. They did not pass the test. That was supposed to be a get right game. It was not a get right game. Although to be fair, I actually thought the defense didn't play that poorly um, at all. So it was a bit of a get right game for the defense, um, not for the offense, not for complimentary football. Let's be clear here. Packers talking directly to you. That was an embarrassing loss to a bad team. You have had a bye week to self-scout. If you do not come out and kick the shit out of this very bad Broncos team, we have a lot of problems. 
I mean a lot of problems because guess what? The schedule only gets harder. And I know this is a whole, in the rebuild year and this is evaluation year. I don't know. This evaluation gets a lot harder. I mean, dead serious. Now this evaluation gets really tough now if they can't even beat the Broncos. I mean, this is not like, and again, we went into the season saying the wins loss category doesn't matter depending on how they're progressing throughout the season. If you're losing to the Denver Broncos this week, you're not progressing. You're degressing from the beginning of this season. So again, this is a litmus test in every phase. Can Matt LaFleur and this offense get back on track? Can they go back to the bread and butter of what they are good at? I think getting Aaron Jones back is going to be key. And again, this offense should not hum around one player, but I feel much better about this offense running properly with Aaron Jones in. Can Jordan Love, and I think he had a really great quote this week about what he did in this um, bye week, which is he said, I need to take the completions that the defense gives me instead of trying to push the ball down the field. I would love to see him put that in execution, put that into practice in this game, because if they can just do that, if they can just move the ball down the field methodically, consistently, they're going to win this game. I mean, it's the same commentary as the Raiders, right? Like this is not a good defense. Just move the chains, score some points, go back to being the best team in the league in the red zone, which is what they were before the Raiders game. Seven. And drives with seven or eight. <laughs> yeah, we're not picky. Not um, picky. Not three. Yeah. No, I I mean, absolutely. And it's, we t- I talked about it a little bit with Dusty in the Raiders, you know, like recap show. And we keep talking about the need to evaluate Jordan Love. And he hasn't been amazing. Obviously, nobody's like, you know, calling him Superman. He's not the second coming right now. He's not a Hall of Famer. Like, we understand all that. But it is truly hard to evaluate a quarterback when you have, you know, your offensive line getting pushed around. I was looking at the catch percentage for the receiving core, and it's it's not great. You know, yeah. you've got uh, – caveat here is guys like Josiah DeGuara have seven catches, so they have 100% catch percentage. But Luke Musgrave actually is best on the team with – you know, anybody that has over 10 receptions he has a 78% catch percentage. And then after that, it's Romeo Dobbs with 56% and everybody else has 50% or less. Like that's, you can't be successful that way. They can't be successful without a run game. So like Jordan needs to put the ball in better positions, obviously like, but we've seen situations where he's just not on the same page with his receivers. Like there's so much that goes into this. So he yeah. needs to play better, but everybody around him also needs to play better. Yeah, I was going to say, yes, and his receivers also need to make some of those catches. There has been a lot of moments where Jordan does everything just fine and makes some makes something happen, and the receiver just simply drops it. So when you ask, like, what's going wrong with the Packers, it's kind of a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of a paper cut here and a paper cut there. It's Maybe Jordan isn't taking the opening and wants to push the ball down the field and he's not making a throw. Maybe it's the receiver running a wrong route. Maybe it's the receiver dropping a ball. Maybe it's it's the O-line. When all of these things happen all at once in a game, you get what we saw against the Raiders. You get what we saw against the Lions. 
and you don't win football games and you're not going to be able to evaluate any of these players. And quite frankly, if you have a really young team like the Packers do and you want to develop these players together, you're not going to get good development either when you can't put together a drive, you know, when you can't string together first downs, um, you know, and, and make something happen on offense. And again, I think this goes back to coaching for me and I hope, and I trust, and I, to me, like Matt LaFleur is, there's no hot seat happening for me for Matt LaFleur. I think that discourse is a little like jumping the gun. Um, but it's good. It's a big game coming off a bye where you want to see this team come out looking like a cohesive unit. Um, is the O-line working together well? Are they protecting Love? Is Love on a little bit of a better page with his receivers? It's not going to be perfect. I'm not right. expecting perfection after one bye week, but is Matt LaFleur calling a little bit more of those, what we saw against the Bears, right? Like, and again, <laughs> the Broncos are just as bad as, as the Bears. They might be worse than the Bears. Like this Even should though they be, did beat the Bears, which is fantastic. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, like that game, he came out with his script and it hummed. It worked. Like going back to some of those formations, not putting your players in positions where they're going to fail, like having Tucker Craft try to block Max Crosby. Those are some things I don't really want to see moving forward, right? Like, though, like, and those are maybe feel like little decisions or things that are done on paper that you think are going to work. And then in practice, completely blow up a drive. And when a drive blows up, then it starts this like snowball effect of, well, now your defense is playing from behind and now your offense can't get back into a rhythm and all these things start to tumble down. And like I said, paper cut decisions end up losing you a game. Yeah. I, I don't know if you had a chance to see the Rasul Douglas quote from today, but I, I really appreciate the energy that this defense has. And I think somebody's going to need to step up and be that kind of vocal leader on offense because we, we talk about like Jordan Love has this like quiet poise and quiet confidence, but I think, you know, whether it's Aaron Jones, when he gets back, AJ Dillon, Josiah DeGuara, like these guys are going to have to, to kind of emulate the energy that they want because the defense, they know what they are, right? Like Jair, you know, had said like, the defense is going to need to compensate because the offense is so young. And Rasul was like, no, the offense isn't young. Like, and if you are young, then you've got to grow up. Like you've played five games now and that's enough time. And he wow. kind of like, he went further with that and basically said like, we can't care what they're doing on offense because we have to be the best defense that we can be and they'll catch up. And mm. I mean, like he kind of threw down the gauntlet, like the defense has to, keep them in games, but they have been, you know, the Raiders game was a winnable game. The Falcons game was a winnable game. Like for as much as we want to talk about Joe Barry, and that's probably its own conversation. The defense has put this team in positions to win almost every game, except maybe the lions game. And when you get boat race like that in the beginning, it's really hard to come back from that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I love the tough love maybe it'll work who knows but you need a little tough love sometimes in there um I mean even in the Lions game right like they started that game off with a pick Rudy Ford picked off Jared Goff first drive and the Packers offense couldn't turn it into seven they turned it into three so yeah I mean 
It's hard to say. I think football is one of those sports that is truly, truly, truly a team sport. There is just never an ability or very rarely, I should say, the ability to point at one specific thing and say it's that. Um, But I do agree with you in that this defense for any of its faults and it's not perfect. And again, I don't want to have a broader like Joe Barry-esque conversation about it all because I don't think that is productive for this episode. Um, they have kept this team in games and that's what all you could have asked them to do in this type of season. Um, and so it's time to step up now from this offense, but it's interesting to think about because they did it for this team when they were struggling with Aaron Rodgers too. Like, I I don't like this offense struggled last year as well in the beginning of the season. I don't know. We don't have to get into that, I guess. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but to be a little bit more positive again, this is a very bad defense. Um, you, like we said, Justin Simmons is on the injury report, but he's limited. So he might be coming back, but either way, this should be a very good opportunity for the offense to get rolling. I think maybe we'll do some keys to this game. How about that? Some keys to this game for me is starting off this game with some quick, easy, comfortable throws for love, some balance between the run game and the pass game, and an early score. I think an early touchdown, like this team has been getting outscored in the first, like they have not scored in the first half. It's been bad. Like early score, first quarter score. And I'm not talking, I'm not, when I say score, I don't mean a field goal. I mean, early touchdown, just get, so much of a young team, I think, is confidence, right? Get that confidence rolling. And then I think things will be okay. And then you allow your defense to play the way this defense is meant to play, which is with a lead. Yeah, and I think that's, like, the really interesting part of all of these conversations that we're having is because the defense is keeping this team in games, and they're not playing the way that they're supposed to be playing. Like, they're playing from behind. And I know, like, you can't theoretically build a defense that can only play with a lead. Like, obviously that's not a recipe for success and we're seeing that, but it you're right though. Like Joe Barry plays more freely when he does have a lead, even if it's, you know, a touchdown, like it doesn't have to be 30 to 10 for these guys to go nuts. Like I think the, the conservative nature of the offense and the defense is just kind of really, really the ham, like it's hamstring in this team right now. You know, I want to see them not like be reckless, but you have guys like Jair and Rasul who are ball hawks. Like, let them put themselves in a position to jump a route and make a play. And for every time that backfires, they're also going to house one. Like, that's just who those players are. And I think yeah. this this need to just be safe. Yeah, you don't want to put your quarterback and your young offense in a position to need to go out and score. But when you're able to capitalize on those moments that turns the entire trajectory of a game too. So there has to be a fine line where Joe Barry can put his guys in better positions to play the way that they play best. Yeah. So before we do our deep dive a little bit more into the defense, because I think that feels where this conversation is headed. My question for you is because this Broncos defense is pretty much a prayer and Patrick Sertan, (laughs) do you like, if I'm the Broncos defensive coordinator, am I having Pat shadow someone? Like, is this a Pat Sertan v. Christian Watson? Is this a have him roam and find 
who's best? Is he shadowing Romeo? Dow? Like, if I'm the Broncos defense, like, what am I doing to shut down the Packers offense? I think I'm trying to get the receivers uncomfortable. Like, I think you want them to have to make contested catches. So if I'm the D, the defensive coordinator, I'm saying get physical. Because we saw, like, you know, at the end of the Raiders game, Christian Watson said, like, I got bullied and I mm-hmm. needed to make a better play for that ball. Like, even if I don't, even, like, even if it's in an, an incomplete pass, I need to break it up so the mm-hmm. game doesn't end on an interception. Like, I think that's kind of the recipe right now is, especially when you have a quarterback like Jordan Love who's younger, like, you want him to have to thread the needle and you want those balls to have to be in a precise spot, especially with the way the receivers are dropping, you know, catches. So if I'm the the DC, I'm like, get really physical, just kind of make them work for it, make them them go through contested catches and get them rattled. I like it. Yeah, it's a good point. A very good point. Quite frankly, you mentioned him earlier and just please feed Luke Musgrave, like <laughs> just please, like how many more times do we have to ask for this? <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Um, all right, let's switch over because uh, I think we've been creeping in on the defense talk. And the defense this year is such a fun topic because, again, we have so much more to go off of. Just like so much more tape. We know these guys so well. And like you've said, they've been very vocal. Um, quick note is that Jair was added to the injury report today, which is really unfortunate. The back injury is just one of those, like, it's, you just don't want it to nag and to see him get put on an injury report after the bye week really not a great sign. Um, so I don't love seeing that, but the only person who is still a do not, did not participate is Devondre. Um, I guess that, ankle injury is still really bad, but everyone's participating, which is um, a good sign for a team that just has been racked with injuries. Um, Even Eric Stokes. Do we, do we think we see some Eric Stokes this game? See, so that's, I was going to ask you that because I love Keyshawn Nixon. I want his presence in my locker room. I don't know if he is the slot corner for this defense Mm -hmm. and you know, it's tough to say that we actually talked about it on pack a day this week. Cause he's a free agent after next season. So the question was like, do you bring him back? The Packers kind of have an abundance of riches right now at corner. And obviously the caveat of course, is that you're always an injury away from not. So you want to have those guys in your room, but like, what do you do with Eric Stokes? Rasul Douglas is playing lights out on the boundary this year. Like 
you can't experiment with these guys. Who's your, do you try Stokes in the slot? He's got the speed for it. Like, where are you bringing him once he's actually, you know, like activated and ready to go? Yeah. So I thought about this a lot. <laughs> um, surprise to no one. Um, so here's my, here's my thought process. And this is the, under the assumption everyone's healthy, right? Because if Jair Alexander's not playing, you're putting Eric Stokes out on the boundary where Jair right. is and period. I think when you're pulling up a guy from as gruesome of an injury as Eric Stokes suffered, you don't throw him out there full force. Um, I think if Stokes plays in this game, it's going to be like done package uh, stuff. I, I, I don't want to see them just throw him out there. Um, unless, of course, they've been holding him out until he was ready to go 100, right? But even still, game speed, so different from practice, mm -hmm. right? And he's still a limited participant in practice. So, like, it doesn't feel like that's where we're at, right? He's still on the injury report. Once we're at full strength with Eric Stokes and he's back, I think that you still keep him on the boundary. I don't think that his skill set is in the slot. I just don't think that he has like the nuance and the, his speed is vertical, not the sideline to sideline. I think you need in order to play slot corner. I agree with you that I don't know if Nixon is the guy. And I almost think that him playing full time on defense is taking away from his special teams ability. Like he has not broken anything off this year and it might just be that he's tired, right? Like, or maybe people are like opposing teams are they they can um, game plan against him, but I, I I don't know right like he just looked so much more electric last year, and I think there's something to be said for having so many snaps on defense and on special teams. Um, I think, and I don't know how people feel about this, but I think you keep Nixon in in a dime package situation when Stokes is back and I would love to see them move Ja in to the slot only sometimes, not all the time. Like you said, there's an abundance of riches here where you've got three and it, again, I think it depends on how Stokes looks when he comes back, but Stokes and Sewell are boundary corners. Ja is a talent. He's just a talented guy and he's got all the gifts who can play, I think, anywhere at any corner position. And he also has like the side and the size and the agility to play slot really well. And I'm not saying, I'm not advocating for moving him off the boundary, but if you're not going to use him to shadow number ones, then you might as well move him around a little bit more, right? Like you might as well put him in the star, see how he does. He's so athletic. Um, my only caveat there is, and you're just getting my like full thoughts here because none of it is like a really good situation, um, to be quite honest. Cause like none of these guys are like true slot corners. My, the only caveat there with Jair is he's not great in the run game. He's just like not a willing player in the run game. Whereas Nixon is and Sewell is, and to play in the slot, I think you really need to be, um, so it would depend on the package. It would depend on what the offense is showing. It would depend on the team. And I just don't know 
if that level of rotation and nuance is something Joe Barry deploys. And I think that's really unfortunate because I think there's a lot of talent and you might have to get a little creative with the talent in this cornerback room and use them in certain situations and also to mitigate some of the deficiencies you have in your safety room. Um, so those are my thoughts. It's not really an answer. Um, mostly that I think each of them bring a skill set that some others don't. Most of them besides Nixon are really boundary guys, but I think you could have some level of a rotation. It would just depend on the offense that you're playing and whether or not Joe Barry f- feels capable of calling that level of a rotated cornerback room. Yeah, I, I, mean, <laughs> I, we talked about this a little bit on Packaday when we were talking about free agents and who you bring back. And we said that it almost feels like one of the checks against the, the defense in general is that they haven't invested in a true slot corner in the draft like that's kind of been a position that we've been clamoring for because it's so vital now to the defense that you've got really good boundary corners and I love Jair I think he can play anywhere he's so physical but we talked about it before the Falcons game like if there was one thing that could happen it was that sometimes he can get bullied because he is smaller and we saw that on the touchdown so I think he would be great in the slot a majority of the time But then if you put like Sam Laporta, you know, going up against him, there's just a a size mismatch there, the way that Drake London, Kyle Pitts are size mismatches. So I guess that's a that's a conversation for our draft show. But a slot corner, I think, would just really elevate this defense. And both safeties are also free agents next season. But I've honestly been pretty impressed with the way that Savage and Ford have been playing. I think there's an investment in safety in the draft again. But you know, I think I think Savage, I know he's on the injury report, should be good to go. And Rudy Ford leads the team in interceptions, a second on the team and passes defense. So he can just yeah. keep doing what he's doing. Safety hasn't been as much of a liability as I was necessarily expecting it to be going into the season. So kudos to them. Yeah. yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, quick, let's talk about this Broncos offense because okay, they're really bad. I mean, like, they're really bad. Not as and bad as all... last year. Which okay, is sad. Well... Right. Sorry. I mean, you're not getting flowers for that. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like... Um, I Their tight end is on the injury report. He's a did not participate. Greg Dolchich, he's probably not going to play. Um, let's talk about Russ Wilson. Because I'll take any opportunity to dunk on Russell Wilson because I despise Russell Wilson and I have for a very long time <laughs> watching league catch up to it has just been so validating. Russell Wilson is bad. Russell Wilson is bad. This team, I want interceptions. I want sacks. Do you have the sack numbers for the season? 19 in so far in six games. Sacks. 
sacks on sacks on sacks. The one thing I think this defense did really, really well um, against the Raiders was getting to the quarterback. They got to the quarterback very well. Guess what? Another opportunity here. This is not a good, not a good offensive line uh, by any stretch of the imagination you get to Russell Wilson because again, he has the same kind of not to compare him to Aaron Rodgers, but in this one similar instance, he has the Aaron Rodgers propensity to hold on to the ball. And when your receivers aren't getting open and you have no opportunities to get the ball down the field, you can get to Russell Wilson very easily and teams have this season. So please sack him a lot. And I mean, the, the receiving core is, is pretty stout for the Broncos. Yeah. Cortland Sutton leads the team. Obviously he has four touchdowns, 275 yards. Marvin Mims has looked really good. Jerry Judy. I know Jerry Judy has been kind of floating around because of some quotes where he's been talking about like, Hey, I can only do so much. Like if the quarterback, you know, makes a bad throw, if the offensive line isn't blocking, like I can only run my route. Right. And hope that the ball is thrown to me. So some dissatisfaction, of course, there with the way that the offense is being run and, you know, maybe his target share. But still, they have three receivers over 200 yards and they're spreading the ball around. Um, Samaj P. Ryan also has played pretty well. He's more dynamic as a receiving threat than as a rushing threat. But they've got Javante Williams, Julian McLaughlin. Like, they're they're putting up some numbers on the ground. It's just there's so many opportunities for this Packers defense to capitalize. And I think that's what this all goes back to. And it's what we said against the Raiders too. Like this is a very winnable game. And even if it is an evaluation year, you still need to win the games you're supposed to win. Yeah. Because there's plenty of games on the schedule that you're not going to be picked to win. You're not going to be favored in those games. So these are the ones that, that really give you a true evaluation because if you can't go out there and beat a bad football team, then you're a bad football team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you bring up a good point about the receivers. I think it's just the connection with the quarterback that's really causing the issues. And Jerry Judy's name has been floated around a lot in trade talks. Quite frankly, all of the Broncos have been like a lot of league voices are saying like the Broncos might be on like just like a fire sale um, because of how bad they are. Like, are they Looks taking like Justin Simmons? Yeah, I mean, oh my God, that would be, not that the Packers can afford anything right now, but, um, and just dissatisfaction in a locker room carries over onto the yeah. field always. Um, I love, I'm so glad you brought up their rushing attack because I was going to say that Javante Williams is also like, is he's a good running back. Like that, that's a, that's a good running back um, that you're going to need to contain. So once again, do not let this team hand the ball off. They won't because it's Russell Wilson, and that's just not in, like, the DNA of any Russell Wilson-led team. Um, but don't let him just hand the ball off to Javante Williams. Contain him. Make Russ throw the ball. Get to Make Russ. Make him cook. Make him cook. <laughs> um, and do do what you do best, Right. I think we say this every week, but like, this is a pass defense, make them pass, play your defense. Yeah. And play into your strength as a defense, which so far has been the secondary. 
Um, so let's go ahead then and ride into some of our score predictions for this game. I don't know. I no longer feel confident the Packers are going to put up large numbers. Um, That's fair. So I'm thinking like 17 10, somewhere around there. Like the Packers have to walk out of this game with a win. So, but I don't think it's going to be high scoring. I'm assuming like, uh, I'm sorry to anyone who like has to watch this game that doesn't care about these two teams. Like it's, it's probably not going to be that exciting. See, I think that Matt LaFleur is going to be in his bag and he's going to, he's going to have something fun cooked up for this one. So I don't know. I feel like like 21, 14, like, 24 okay. 17 like i i want to see the offense put up some points because i think the defense again is going to hold their end of the bargain and keep this broncos offense sub 20 points and in that instance you're supposed to win football games so the defense is going to hold them to less than 17 the offense needs to put up at least 20 like this this broncos run defense is giving up 5.9 yards per carry to running back 5.9 and if aaron jones comes back if that man doesn't have like 150 rushing yards in his return, which he probably won't, right? They're going to nurse the hamstring, but there's just so many opportunities for this offense to be successful that they really need to put up more than like 14 points in this one. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. All right. Any final thoughts? Um, This was a very weird schedule, this early schedule. It's been like three Sundays without Packers football. Um. And while I've enjoyed, you know, living my life and uh, doing things other than football on Sundays, I'm ready for that to change. So go Paco. Yeah, really ready to lean into it again. And it's been a weird fall, really super weird October to not have Packers football on the schedule. But we're going to get a lot of it, right? We have the Broncos, then we have the Vikings, then we have the Rams, and then we have the Steelers really good stretch of games coming really fun games Detroit on Thanksgiving, obviously chiefs on Sunday night football, Simone Biles and Taylor Swift, possibly in the same area at the same time. Very exciting. Um, but yeah, thank you as always for listening to the show. You can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J Loney. You can find the podcast on Twitter at PWSS podcast on all other socials at PAX, what she said. If you're listening on YouTube, thank you so much. You get all access to all of our episodes a day early. That is Pax What She Said on YouTube as well. Make sure to subscribe if you don't already. And if you're listening on any of our audio platforms, thank you so much for listening. And make sure you download the show. That really helps out our numbers there as well. So we'll see you on Monday with hopefully a, a win to talk about finally, because it's been a month and we need to talk about one of those. So thanks. And as always, go Pax Go Pax